What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Spot Show Podcast. This is a professional wrestling podcast. It is not about professional wrestling. I am one of your hosts, Dickie Wabash, joined, as always, by the one-man boy band, Michael Madrox. Back from the dead, Dickie. Back from the dead. Death did the job. Boy, do we have a lot to discuss here. Um, but before that, uh, let me just remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Sewer Layer Toys, BurntBuds.com, and Elite Pro Wrestling. You're going to hear a little bit more about them later, though, because we have some very important topics to cover. Um, first and foremost, I think the most important thing, and this is probably going to be because there, there's a few things that you know, that we really want to discuss with this. And I think most importantly, and this is probably the one that is going to be the lion's share of the podcast. Uh, yes, my trip to Canada was fucking awesome. Um, I had a great time. That's a lie. Well, <laughs> we can get into that, but uh, no. In all seriousness, um, so here's what's weird about it for you guys listening at home, is that for you listening at home... There's really not much of a change because the podcast has still been going uh, uh, business as usual. Episodes have still been coming out, but the future of this thing was really in question because we didn't know if this was going to happen. We didn't know if we were going to be able to be together, not just because of what you were going through, but like the aftermath of what you were going through. Like, were you going to be well enough to even get together to record? We're, first of all, were you even going to be breathing for us to get together and record? Death can't stop me from plopping my gums. It absolutely cannot. Death cannot stop us. Death did the job. We talked about it. Um, look, enough beating around the bush here, guys, because let's just get right into it. Um, I'm kind of taking the backseat on this one, and I'm letting the brother... Just go like, let's, you know, lead me there, brother. Tell me, tell me where we're starting and tell me where we're going to finish this thing off. I have no idea even how to start this. Like you've been there through everything. You even cried on your way home from Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So I talked a little bit about it on the update that I posted when all of this was going on. I'm literally on my way back from my vacation and I was two hours away from home and I got the text message, and I have said this, that text message is going to stay private because it was very meaningful. There was something you said in that text message that is what broke me specifically, um, which we've talked about. There was one specific thing. I mean, there was one thing in it that, that was kind of funny, but then there was another. Th that, but again, it's staying kayfabe because I'm going to hold that text very important to me. So You'll delete it in a week. Well, I mean, the text is probably not even the matter of the text being gone, but the memory of what exactly the text said is always going to be. You're going to print it off and frame it. I put it in the Mad Bash studio, which we man, should. We should. But I think the thing that um, the situation that we're in now is definitely not ideal. We're not going to disclose where we are, obviously. From um, an undisclosed location. From an undisclosed location, but we, we, we're, we're not in the studio and. We don't really know when we're going to be back in the studio uh, to record, so we're kind of just rolling with the punches here. Um, not to sound uh, uh, unsensitive with this, but to quote my dad, ain't no step for a stepper. We'll get it all figured out. Which, <laughs> yeah, I ain't stepping no time yeah, soon. Yeah, you're not stepping anytime soon. 
So let's just go from there, man. Let's start from when this all started to what, where, because here's the thing. I, I don't, I don't know what you really feel comfortable bringing up. I don't know what you feel, which I know you're, you're, an I'm open, an open book. You're an open book. Absolutely. And I say this is running as interview style because I don't know where to start. Like, do I start from the beginning? Like, I say you just start from the very beginning. Like, from let, let's start because obviously all, all these problems were on your left left leg this yeah, time. Yeah. So let's start with the right leg. Like, how that all started. And then I think that lays a good foundation for what exactly you went through with your leg now. All right. Well, uh, starting with the right leg, 2019, I uh, developed a bone infection and spent a. Uh, 37 weeks on antibiotics infusion therapy and they thought they had that under wrap and then, so then what what sorry for in, interrupting here what what caused that uh that time they said that my foot was broken at some point go you know go me hard-headed stupid pain retarded person but uh apparently the bone overgrew ligament and tendon in my foot and killed it off which turned it to a uh, gas gangrene in the bone so um, they ended up doing a few procedures. I had my Achilles tendon removed. They told me I'd never walk again. So uh, at this time also, they told me that I had two weeks to live because they thought the infection was so strong and was going to kill me. But uh, they told me that in front of my kids, and I was like, mm. Could have been a better way to do that. Could have been, but nonetheless, you tell me I can't, and I'll show you I can. And that's always, I, I, I think that that's going to be the running theme that you're going to be seeing with this is basically everything that you've gone through and everything that you've done, that's absolutely been your MO is fucking try me. I'm going to do it. I'm and unstoppable. In a way, you know, to bring a little bit of levity to this and kind of take the seriousness out of it, that's kind of the whole thing with Mad Bash. Yeah. Is that tell us that we can't and we will. And I mean, it's worked out for us so far. But so anyway, I, I, I think that, you know, we've talked about this. There, there was a time in our lives where there, there was no problem. It was just that we weren't in contact with each other. All yeah. this happened while you and I weren't on a on a regular basis contact. Um, so then so I'm Dicky fell in love and ran away. Is pretty much. So I'm just hearing all of this stuff secondhand. And I'm like, oh my God, is Madrox like dying? Which, yeah, you were for all intents and purposes. Yeah. But spoiler alert, you didn't die. Nope. Uh, that time or this time either. But um, so then now that we know the initial things, let's go into now what what was it that um well is I the mean, reason all this happened you came to my son's birthday party yep i i just wasn't feeling right yeah i was in a lot of pain for some reason i was like this is weird i even told you that day i was like i don't feel right yeah and for you to admit that you don't feel well uh that's that's odd this was the uh friday before i went to the hospital the following monday and or the no, like, you waited a week, week later. Yeah, you waited a week, which hindsight being what it is, probably was not a good idea. It was still quick enough, though. Yeah, but uh, I just started getting like fevers and cold sweats, and I was like, I think my infection's back. And I was like, something does not feel right. And you told me this, and I'm like, ah, 
you're probably just you're stressed because that's what we thought it was. We thought it was just stress because you were going also you were also going through a very stressful time at that point. Yeah, we're absolutely. not going to get into the weeds on that, but there was just some stuff going that's on. Some in, big weeds. That's some huge ones. So. You know, there was some stuff going on in your personal life that I was like, brother, you're just stressed out. You're fine. You're fine. And you're like, Dickie, I've been through that. I know what this is. And then me trying to be Mr. Positive. Let's have a good outlook on this. Let's not always assume the worst positive outlook. Dickie. Um, I was it's like, your ah, fault. ah, you're fine. Yeah, it is. It's like, ah, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. And then, well, you were not fine. Yeah, I got a fever of like 106 something the Friday before I went in and I was like, I need to go to the hospital. That sat or that same Friday, I just noticed I had a small blister on the bottom of my foot and I was like, Ugh, that's not a good sign. Now, another thing that I think people need to understand with this, too, is that you have sugar issues as well. Yeah, um, I'm a type two diabetic. You're a type two diabetic, which doesn't help. It's definitely I I think that I take longer to heal. Like I was uh, 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 once very good friends with someone who was type one diabetic and he had like a, a scrape on his shin for like months. Yeah. So I think that it goes without saying and it's kind of an obvious thing that diabetics in their extremities don't heal nope. as quickly as others. So especially with the thing that you've been through, like even a little blister is cause for concern. Yeah, exa- absolutely. Um, protein is the best thing for us diabetics when we're healing. But uh, that Friday I noticed a blister. I was like, fucking WrestleMania is this weekend. I'm not missing WrestleMania <laughs> before I go to the hospital. I mean, come on now. It's WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. This is the only WrestleMania I've ever missed because I, I was because because I, I was in Canada and I've not missed a WrestleMania live since eighteen. So I had a very good streak there. So I was like, I'm missing WrestleMania. Uh, my brother's going through this. It was just a rough week. Let's just make this about me. Um, <laughs> no, I'm gonna shut up now. I'm gonna let you get back into. But you know, common sense here. It's, do you go to the hospital that Friday or do you wait two days and? watch wrestlemania i went logical i was like fuck it if i'm going to the hospital i know i'm going to be there for a while because when i go to the hospital it's not over nothing it's always something serious that i'm admitted so i was like i'm at least going to watch wrestlemania before i go have your little last little send off my last little hoorah if you would and then uh that sunday dude i woke up and i had an excruciating pain on my foot and I took my sock off, and I had a blister that wrapped around all my toes. It looked like a pus sack, and it popped. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to the hospital. Let's also, real quick, let me say this, too. If you guys are squeamish, <laughs> I probably should have dropped that warning a little bit sooner than 11 minutes into the podcast. Um, if you guys are squeamish, you, you're you going to probably maybe skip this one because there's, there's going to be... You should just put a viewer discretion advice at the beginning. Uh, probably, yeah. Uh, we're we're going to get into some details here. And then uh, that Monday morning, I went to the hospital and I stayed in the emergency room from 10 a.m. until almost 6. And uh, they couldn't figure out like what was going on, what was going on. And uh, my nurse comes in and she's like, we're going to get you something for pain. And we're going to let you order some dinner because you've been here all day and we could tell you're hungry and crabby, which I mean, I'm a big guy. Yes, I need my fucking food. And then uh, as soon as she finished that sentence, like I got so happy, like I just saw Santa Claus 
and then the beard fell off as the surgeon runs in the room and he's like, hey, we got under two hours to get you in surgery. Uh, come to find out I had a sodium buildup in my body inside my foot. It was producing too much sodium and there was a, like, I don't know if they were like rock buildups or formations in my foot or something, but he's like, we got under two hours to get you in there. You're going to die. And they didn't even know they could get an operating room at this time. That's when I shot you the text that broke your heart. And uh, they took- I just, I, I can't, and so, but I'm, I'm going to keep, keep jumping me in off. here. I cannot even begin to imagine what it is like for someone to walk in and be like, you're dying right now. It's not the first time. Well, I, I understand, <laughs> but regardless, like that's got to fuck you up, right? It's a slap in the face. Yeah. I don't know how it couldn't. Like I didn't cry or anything, but like I sent my messages out. I sent you one. I sent Travis one and I sent Jeff one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then like, don't think you also got a hold of your children. Yeah, first yes, too. I called my kids first. Yeah, yeah. Don't like, think that it was just like. Uh, but like boy wise, I said I made sure my boys, like all of you guys, my kids. Even though Travis and Jeff are older than me, I consider you all my kids. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, it's a it's a big slap in the face. Like, you, I don't care. Like, no one's ready for that feeling to hear that sentence, and it just comes out of nowhere, dude. I, I can't imagine. I, I again, like knock wood. I've never been in a dire medical situation uh, or anything like that. Every death that I have had to deal with in my life has always been sudden. Yeah. Not long out. Yeah. And I think, well, not every death, but let's say the majority, because there have been a few that have been drug out. But let's say the ones that like really got me. Um, I almost feel for me personally, as the person that has to deal with the person going through what they're dealing with. That's how I am. I'm the, you, I'm the rock. You, you, yeah. You don't want to see them suffer. Obviously, you want it to be a quick. So, yeah, like. See, in my family, that's all different for me because it's always long and drawn See, out. I was going to, do we want to go there? That's fine. We can go anywhere, bro. So your brother, Tell Jimmy, all. yeah, your brother, Jimmy, who was my best friend growing up and um, almost two years of suffering, two years of suffering with cancer. And then not to mention what your mother went through and yep. then what your uncle went through just recently. Yeah. And. Countless other people in my family from cancer as well. Yeah, but those are just the big three that come yeah. to mind. There have been multiple things. So so for you, is there this weird thing where it's like, and I, th- I feel like I already know the answer to this question because I just know you as a human being. Is there that thing in your head of like, oh, great, my family is about to go through another thing and it's because of me? Yeah, absolutely. Like. Dolly was in the room with me when they told me. Which is your aunt. Which is my aunt. Yeah. And uh, she just broke down instantly. Like, it's always something. It it seems like it. Yeah. But anyway, they uh, successfully performed the first surgery. They went in and uh, cut out the deposits they needed to. And then, uh, of course, admitted me. Started me on more IV infusions yeah. through a pick line. 
which uh, for those of you that don't know is an IV that goes through your main artery into your heart. So the medicine gets dispersed instantly. And then uh, two days later, I started getting a fever again. And uh, they came in and checked my wound. And it was nothing but pus. Which, for those you know, you don't want to see pus in any kind of wound. No, especially if it's yellowish. And Come to find out when they went in and did the uh, removal of the sodium deposits and tissue, it started a bone infection. We've been here before. Been here before, done all that, so I'm like, cut it off. They're like, no, we could save your foot. I'm like, fuck that, cut it off. Yeah, you wanted them to just say fuck it and take the whole leg, I, I right? did, because like, I'm used to that. Yeah. Like from previous experience, I know that's at least four days in the hospital and I'm home. And they're like, no, no, we're going to save your foot. We're going to save your foot. So they went back in and removed more tissue and bone. Then I was good for about three days in the hospital. And uh, they hooked me up to a wound vac after that surgery, which I have a well, portable one on me now. Still on, yes. And uh, my wound vac just instantly filled like. It's a big tank. It's like a 100cc unit tank, and it filled overnight. So the surgeon got called back in, and he comes in my room and looks at it, and he's like, oh, we need you in surgery again. Third surgery in a week's time. Is this the one where I had just happened to walk in the room? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wait a minute. No, I don't think it was. I think that, that your last surgery. That was my third. That was your third? Yeah. Okay, so you jumped ahead a little bit. Did I skip the second? I think you skipped the second a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. No, because no, no, no. You had a fourth I, surgery where they did the uh, stretching of the muscle. No, that was the third. That was the third. Yep. So then you're getting your surgeries confused. This, okay. Well, this, second surgery. This is your second. Second yeah. surgery, the bone infection. They went in and cut out the bone. And, yeah, we talked about that. I don't know, dude. The last <laughs> month has been a fucking... It's been crazy. But the third surgery, they went in and removed the dead tissue. And they had to make more tissue to fill my foot. So they did skin grass on the top of my foot to shove inside my foot, and they cut the uh, muscle that they could out of my foot, and the surgeon said that he basically beat it like he was tenderizing a chicken patty with a giant hammer to flatten it out and everything, and they sewed that back inside my foot in different spots to make up for the tissue. And then, yeah, that pretty much sums up that surgery. I mean... To say that you went through the ringer is understatement of the century, <laughs> I feel like, because, like, I don't even know. Like, there's just so much to unpack with it. Like, to first of all, you were in the hospital for three weeks. Uh, 25 days total. So, three and a half weeks. Yeah. Roughly. And just the monotony of being in that hospital room and there's nothing really to do. And you're just kind of sitting there stuck in purgatory, stuck in purgatory, waiting for the next surgery that you suspect, because the entire time you're telling me, I don't know why we're wasting our time with this. They should just, just take it. Just, I just cut it now. I also told you, I said, listen, if there was not even, because I even asked the doctor, I said, if there was even a chance that this wouldn't work, would you even be doing this? And he's, and I know that kind of goes without saying, 
And he's like, I'm saving this foot, is what he told me. Um, Which brings us up to speed now because uh, I got that dead tissue in the bottom of my foot. My doctor is on vacation. <laughs> but the dead tissue doesn't necessarily mean bad. It it does, but it doesn't. It does, but it does, does that doesn't mean you're we're, we're just waiting and seeing it. Just again. wait. It's a wait and see, and that's what this whole thing has been for you. But I'm also happy because he said after the third surgery that that's his last one he's attempting. So, so then by that, that means that he would just... He would just chop it off and okay. I'd be good to go. Yeah. Throw some super glue on that bitch. Let's get to the show. But I mean, with, with that being said, like, how do you feel about the wait and see that's been going on? Or are, are, are you happy with it? Or are you not happy? <sighs> like, I'm happy that, like, I do have somewhat of a foot left. But at the same time, I'm like, why keep putting me through this torture? Because... After that third surgery, they couldn't get me to wake up. You were there. I don't know how long I was in damn recovery. You were in there for a while. I woke up to them getting ready to incubate me. Yeah. Like, because my oxygen was so low, my pulse was so low, like, they didn't know what the hell was going on with me. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird, because that final surgery, there was just something in the back of my head that I was like, you know, I haven't. I didn't go see Madrox yesterday. I'll go up there this this morning, just drop by for a quick little, hey, how's it going? And as soon as I walk in, they walk in and they're like, because you were scheduled for surgery later in the day. Yeah. Because, okay. So, yeah, here's why. Because I wanted to swing by in the morning because I knew I wouldn't be able to in the afternoon. So I just wanted to say, uh, hey, how's it going? You know, vibes, all that bullshit. And then literally as I walk in, they're like he didn't even make it past my bed no i didn't even make it one foot in the door and they were right behind me they're like okay are you ready and you're like we weren't doing this until later like well we got an uh an or that is open so let's go it was a shock too because you get your mind like mentally prepared for that time frame and everything yeah where you're just sitting there and you're and you're dreading which i mean i have anxiety problems yeah. So, like, once I know I'm having surgery, I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. And, like, I knew that going through two major surgeries already in a week's time is not good on my body. No, I mean... Wh- because I don't handle anesthesiology or whatever it's called, anesthesia. Yeah. Very well at all. My body does not handle it very well. Like, they give it to me and I'm sitting there fighting it for, like, 30 minutes before I finally go under. Well, because I've I've seen you take these huge swigs of NyQuil to try to go to sleep and it doesn't do anything to you. No. Meanwhile, you give me a tablespoon of NyQuil and I'm zonked. My body's weird. It's very weird. That stems from me having insomnia as a kid. Like they put me on all kinds of different sleeping pills and my body just got immune to them and everything. But it's crazy. Like the anesthesiologist was like screaming at me to (laughs) just go to sleep on that third surgery. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we we basically gave you the recap of what's been going on, and now we're going to hit some more broad strokes. Uh, this episode of the first, Spot Show podcast uh, is powered by Sewer Layer Toys, located at 3197 South 3rd Place in Terre Haute, Indiana. Guys, let me tell you one thing about Sewer Layer Toys, right? You're going to walk in, you're going to see a bunch of stuff that you want to buy, and you're going to be thinking to yourself, man... Do I really want to buy this? Do I really need this stuff? Well, yeah, yeah, you do. You're going to walk in there. You're going to see a plethora, an endless amount 
of vintage toys, of retro toys, of modern toys, of that toy that maybe you had as a kid and you vaguely remember it, you're going to see it there. Very fairly priced. Listen, I go in there and I love it. I get most of my collectibles there. Same goes for Madrox. We love these guys. Go in there. Tell them the Spot Show podcast sent you just so that I can prove to Scott that people are actually listening to us and that we are actually worth (laughs) tying our name to them. I'm joking, of course. Listen, Scott and Andrew are two great guys. They run a really, really good store located in Terre Haute. Again, if you go to 3197 South 3rd Place, that is behind the mall in Terre Haute, Indiana. Go in there to Sewer Layer Toys. You are going to find some really, really good stuff. This episode of the Spot Show Podcast is also brought to you by Elite Pro Wrestling. Listen, I'm going to tell you one thing about Elite Pro Wrestling right now, right? I'm going to get a little bit personal about it for a minute, right? Elite Pro Wrestling made me love pro wrestling again. They put on an incredible product. If you want to see what Elite Pro Wrestling has going on, you can go to facebook.com slash EPW Elite. There you are going to find a list of upcoming shows. You're going to find videos from past shows. You are going to find everything that you need to know about Elite Pro Wrestling. If you are in the area of Odin, Indiana, or sometimes Washington, Indiana, then you are going to want to check out Elite Pro Wrestling. Some of the best pro wrestling in the state of Indiana, and I truly, truly mean that. So again, go to facebook.com slash EPW Elite for everything that you need to know about Elite Pro Wrestling. This episode of the Spot Show Podcast is also brought to you by BurntBuds.com. You can check out Burnt Buds for all your cannabis-inspired clothing, jewelry, and accessories. And guess what? You can know that you're doing good. Burnt Buds has non-binary sizing up to 4XL. And here's the best part of all, 1% of all Burnt Buds profit goes to charities such as The Last Prisoner Project and The Trevor Project. Cannabis not your thing? Well, I got good news for you. Burnt Buds also has a variety of humor, Rasta, and LGBTQ plus themed clothing and jewelry. But I'm going to sweeten the deal here a little bit for you. If you go on over to BurntBuds.com and use our promo code SPOTSHOW10, you are going to get 10% off your entire purchase. Again, that is spot show the number 10 for 10% off your purchase at burntbuds.com. That is B U R N T B U D Z.com. You can also check them out on Facebook at burnt buds. Check them out on Instagram at burnt underscore buds. Again, go to burntbuds.com promo code spot show 10 for 10% off your entire purchase. So like I already know the answer to this question in a way, but I'm going to ask it because you flat out told me, you said, I want to bear all on this podcast because absolutely, I just want to. 
and you know, the reason I know the answer to this is because we've already had this conversation to a degree, but I also know you and I know that while you're also very much an open book, you also downplay a lot of things because at the end of the day, you, you know, we talked about it at the beginning where you were like, oh, I'm, I'm the reason that my family is now going through another traumatic thing. You put people before you. Absolutely. All the time. 100%. And you, your main concern, and this just goes to tell you the type of person that you are. I mean, obviously, you know, what would my kids do without a father, you know, blah, 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 blah. But one of your big concerns was I don't want to ruin Dickie's vacation. That was one of my concerns. One of your, yeah. So you. Because when I was in the hospital for the first day, I wrote you to tell you I was in the hospital. And I was like, I'll just tell you when you get back. Because you were only, what, a day away from coming home? Yeah. Well, that Monday that you were in the hospital that you first were admitted uh, is the day that I left. And um, the plan was to drive from toronto to my buddy's house and then his house is three hours away from mine so i was going to just spend the night with him you know after 12 hours in a car i didn't want it last thing i wanted to do was more driving but then i find out you're in the hospital and i'm like no i'd have to go and then i didn't even go home i started my day in toronto canada at the woke up at like 7 38 o'clock and my night ended pulling into my driveway at like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning because I came straight to the hospital. Yeah. But anyway, we got off on a little tangent like a brother, there. brother. Yeah. I definitely brothered you big time. Um, I think that this is going to be very, you know, to get in the weeds a little bit here. I think what I'm about to ask you is probably going to be very cathartic for you because... I'm kind of putting you on front street and making you address some things that you probably don't want to talk about. Oh but crap. Tell all. Tell me about your mental state, man. Because like I said, at the beginning of this, like you feel like you're letting people down in a weird way. You feel like that you're ruining people's day because meanwhile, I have not necessarily self-esteem issues, but I suffer some of the things thing, some of the same things of where like, I feel like maybe I'm going to be letting people down by some of my actions, but I'm not dying because of it. You know, I'm not yeah. dying and saying, Oh, I'm letting people down because I'm dying. Um, that's a I character just, trait I inherited from my little brother. If you can't tell. Oh, absolutely. Jimmy was, yeah, he didn't want to let people down, but man, let's, let's, you know, let's therapy session this up, brother. Like what did, what is this whole thing done for your mental well-being? Like, I know that you're okay, but I know you're not okay at the same time. So, well, you know me, like I'm always the rock for the situations and like, I'm the one that's normally there for people. So I bottle everything up like physically and emotionally and which is not healthy. It's not healthy, but it's all I've known my whole life. Yeah. And, uh, dude, my fucking mental health is fucked. Like the anxiety, the depression, it has been a roller coaster of bullshit. Yeah. To sum it up, like, I'm going to say some shit here that might upset some people, but before the third surgery, like, they asked me if I had a will because using the anesthesia so close together, it's obviously a problem for your heart. And uh, I'm not going to lie, dude. I set up at three o'clock in the morning in the hospital crying, writing a will out. 
and I sent it to uh, two of my baby moms just so multiple people would have it. My final wishes could be uh, explained. Now, like, see, this is news to me. I didn't even know that. You didn't even tell me that. Yep. I got it if you want to read it. I don't know if I could. <laughs> I think we should read it on the podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep that one kayfabe. But, but uh, that is a feeling that like I wouldn't wish upon my enemies. To be like, faced with your own mortality, again, like, I, I can't and even... And it's not like... I'm not afraid to die. I'm not. Like, death fascinates me. I'm, I'm excited to see what's on the other side. But I'm also weird. Like, when I die, I don't want to be under anesthesia. Like, I want to know I'm dying. I want to feel it. You only get to experience it once. I want to enjoy it, basically. Which yeah. is weird. I, I, I get what you mean, in a way. Like, I want to know I'm dying, not just go in my sleep oh hey here i am <laughs> yeah like peekaboo but uh that feeling is so weird dude like the worst part about it like the biggest fear is like picturing my kids around my casket like what's that gonna do for them you know what i mean like i was 20 years old when my mom died and i still have like nightmares and shit about that from the ptsd and shit because for those of you who don't know, I actually got to hold and watch my mom and my brother die in my arms. I watched my brother drown from the inside from water fluid around his lungs. And then I just watched my mom's body just shut down from the chemo and everything else. So like, so you, you don't want to put someone through that because you know what it can absolutely. do. And I don't yeah. want my kids to experience that. I don't yeah. want my kids to ever have to be like, okay because they're so young like that's gonna fuck them up for life your oldest is 16 no my oldest is 13 no wait a minute yeah he's only 13 freshman in high school sir oh my god i thought he was older than that no wow see like it's so crazy that would make sense because you had him when we were okay i'm sorry yep i'm 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 a dumbass <laughs> like, damn i would have been like a freshman in high school and i had him then yeah but you were a senior anyway but like with everything going on in my personal life too it didn't help matters but yet again tall weeds and uh i don't know dude it's just it's just a weird feeling like i'm not concerned with dying i'm concerned about the people that are going to be at my funeral the people i'm going to hurt the people i'm going to leave behind I think that's normal. I think that's very normal. I, I think that, you know, there's always been this this weird thing in pop culture and in our society where it's like, oh, they died peacefully in their bed surrounded by their loved ones. And within the last six months, you and I have been in that situation yes. where we were in the room with someone while they were surrounded by their loved ones. It wasn't peaceful And at it all. is not, it's not, I don't want that. I don't want that for my family. No. I, you know, my grandma died. And I know that you just said that you personally don't want this for you. But my grandma died. And it's a weird catch-22 because she died. She fell asleep and didn't wake up. She was in the hospital for some. I'm going to remember what she was in the hospital for. But she was in there regardless. It was 12 years ago at this point. And the nurse came in to check on her that morning and she was gone. And to this day, you know, we didn't do, um, we didn't do 
you know, a check to see what could have killed her or whatever. So the, the autopsy, the autopsy, you know, the big, the big, uh, 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 what am I saying here? The, the leading theory was a blood clot, but I mean, in a way that's kind of the way that ideally you would want to go. But at the same time, you know, I think about, it, she was in a hospital room all by herself with no one. So it's death is never fun. Like you don't know if like she woke up during that time or anything like, and was scared or whatever, you know, and trying to call for help. Like you don't know. And you don't. And like, that's what worried me about you is being up there at night alone. And you saying, no, I prefer to be alone. And it's like, motherfucker, it doesn't matter what you prefer. You <laughs> don't need to be alone right now. That is why, again, we're not going to uh, 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 talk about uh, where you are or how you are. But um, the current situation you're in now, it's not ideal, but it's ideal for the given situation yeah. for you. And I'm sure that it's helping with your mental health, with your... Uh, anxiety, depression, and all that stuff. Because I suffer from d- depression as well. Like, considering what you have been through, I'm. It, it, I feel like a selfish prick talking about the stuff that made me with my depression. I've been fighting over the last few months because it's 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 small. Look, bananas. dude, it's different stories. But guess what? Depression is depression. Depression is day. depression is depression. And that's what I've always said. And, and like, I, I can't stand people. Like, oh, depression ain't real. It's just your mind playing trick. No, motherfuckers. Like get in my brain for a day. See what the fuck goes on. People that say, well, I ain't ever been depressed. I just want to look at them and say, good. Yeah, absolutely. Good for you. Because we should have a fucking party for you. Depression is fucking awful. I'm sorry for the language on this episode, but like Dickie said, this is a tell-all and it's therapeutic for We're me. We're just so. doing this, you know? It's just the way it is. I mean, we, we, we never pull any punches when we do this, and I think that this is the best place to not pull any punches, specifically with the subject matter at hand, you know? Yeah. But let's talk about real depression here. Oh, Something no. I was really depressed about, too. To make this episode a little bit more lighter. I know, I, I know what he's going to bring up, and it's like, Jesus Christ. We went to WrestleMania. I know. Okay, so here's the thing. We had a really good April Fool's joke planned that was going to be fucking epic. Yeah. It was going to be hilarious. We were going to start talking about on social media, which we did to a certain degree. One post. We were going to start talking about on the podcast how we were going to be going to WrestleMania. Yeah. And we even talked about it. We were like, Mad Bash is going Hollywood and da-da-da-da-da. We're going to WrestleMania. So the joke was going to be that... Michael Madrox tells Dickie Wabash, hey, I want to go to WrestleMania. And Dickie Wabash says, okay. But the problem is Michael Madrox didn't specify which WrestleMania he wanted to go to. Stupid travel agent. So we end up at WrestleMania (laughs) 3 instead of (laughs) WrestleMania 39. All I wanted was Brock versus Omos. And we green screened ourselves in front of the Pontiac Silverdome 
and we made this video where we, we started were, making the we, video. We started making the video. The video didn't get finished. Um because then all this stuff came up with Madrox where we weren't able to finish it, but someday soon we're going to release what we have. It's, it's got to drop Thursday when this podcast drops so they can listen to the podcast of us explaining it and then go watch okay, it. Okay, we'll do that. The podcast drops at midnight sometime in the evening. We'll post the video of... Uh, you can of, time that too for midnight as well. If I wanted to, we'll figure that out. But the video was so fucking funny. Just um, what we shot. We had a lot more to shoot. Yeah, and we... So the last night in Canada, uh, I went to a Maple Leafs game and I uh, filmed a video of this should have been the first sign that things were not going great. Listen, this, the first sign was you being sick. Second sign is I'm filming this video walking out of the stadium with all these Maple Leafs fans around me. And I'm like, hey, guys, WrestleMania just got out. Da, 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 da. I can't seem to find Madrox. I don't know where he went. Uh, but as you can see, and then like I show the camera and you see all these Leafs fans and, uh, the joke was that we just left WrestleMania. Um, and then we were going to splice all that together and shit, but dude, it was going to be so, so funny. See, like we didn't know when I was getting on the hospital and I was ready to film this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still ready to finish it. (laughs) But anyway, the video corrupted and there's no audio to the video of me walking outside of uh Scotia Bank and um it's a bummer man so I was like fuck dude like we have to figure something else Dickie out. actually wanted to scrap everything and I was like no they need to see what we filmed so far It's not necessarily that I wanted to scrap everything it was just like let's just not even talk about it let's because it's a bummer it didn't work out it would have been fucking hilarious But the footage we got the footage we got is really Amazing. funny. It's like I'm not even going to say what the footage is because no, it's, it's we gotta very keep it funny. For him. Yeah, you you just got to see it. Uh, Aaron Atlas actually proposed one of the ideas that we ended up going with, and yep. I'm going to thank him for that the next time I see him. Um, but yeah, dude, it yeah, it's been such a roller coaster of a month, and like for you guys, it's not really been much of a difference because. We pre-record podcasts at a time, so exactly. everything just keeps flowing and flowing for you guys. But for us personally, it's been a long month. Yeah, more you than me, obviously, because I've Look. had to be the one. You know, you talk about being the being the rock for everyone. It's like I'm not used to having to be the rock, so it was very rough for me to have to especially can we just say how rough it was listening to you cry on the update podcast i'm lucky that like we you broke and i could tell it in your voice and you can't deny it um we're lucky that we haven't cried here there have been a couple of times that it's almost hit me and i've seen it's almost hit you yeah. too you fought it i i'm a good fighter but um no man like i'm not used to being the rock so it was really hard for me to have to be and another thing too and like i even told travis this like i just want to slow choke you because like i'm trying to be positive about this but you just have such a negative disposition on well, life dude, we didn't even cover the little side quest i had in the hospital <laughs> the little what one uh the skin cancer threat oh yeah the blood yeah. clots in my foot which is true like death through every fucking thing i mean the kitchen sink and guess what fucking filled yeah i i'm like highlander exactly (laughs) but like in all seriousness though like i know i'm gonna die by something stupid i'm gonna catch like a splinter 
and die. <laughs> well, let's talk about what started this infection to begin with. It was strep throat. Strep throat. In your foot. In my foot. Like, who the fuck gets strep throat in their foot? It is a thing. And it's supposed to be more common than catching it in your throat. That's what... Because I didn't even... I was like, what the fuck? It's not that I didn't believe you when you told me. I didn't believe the doctor when he told me. But it was just one of those things of like, no fucking way. And then I was talking to someone who's been in the medical field most of her life. And then she was like, oh, no, that's a thing. Yes. Strep. Did you know strep throat is more common to catch in your lungs and in your foot than it is your throat? I mean, it's. They didn't teach me that shit in health class. No, it's just always strep throat. And then also I was. In my mid-twenties when I realized that it was not called strept throat. Strept throat? Yeah. I always thought it was strept throat. Do you know that... T on the end? Uh, it e- either E-D <laughs> or T. I never really wrote it out. Do you know that there is a word that I cannot say, and I have done a very good job of not saying it on the podcast yet? What word's that? Um, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> no, we gotta go right now. So... You know that brand of TV dinner that is... Swanson? No, that it begins with a B. Banquet? Banquet. Banquet? I can't say banquet. So who's going to have me a banquet? <laughs> I mean, if we have to throw you a banquet, then it's going to have to be me. <laughs> this isn't a bit. I swear to God, I cannot say the word banquet. I genuinely cannot. People think I'm fucking with them. No. I, I think really, you're fucking with me right I'm now. not, dude. I swear to you. The king of fucking talking bullshit. Dude, <laughs> can't I, say banquet. I can't say banquet. I swear. I cannot say banquet. That's all right. My uh, Aunt Peggy, who died also from cancer. Oh, yeah. She couldn't say Rottweiler, Lawler, Lawler, like Jerry the King. Yeah. She couldn't say aluminum. She can't say... Uh, Aluminium. Wash. Warsh. Warsh. Is that a Midwest thing or is that Warsh wag. where where people say warsh? I think it's like an inbred thing. <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who's to say? Like we all had speech class in elementary school. Come on now. You know, another thing. It's I don't know why I said another thing, but yeah, that that's the thing is that I people think I'm fucking. I genuinely cannot say the word banquet. That's how I say it. And then people have like, okay, say bay. And I bay. Say quit. Quit. Bang. Bang quit. I, you almost had it. You almost had it. I, no, I didn't have it. Believe me when I tell <laughs> you. Because I try to say banquet, but I can't say banquet. I just, I cannot do it. People say I have problems. What was it I made a status about? Oh, I on Facebook. I said, people talk about how good my podcast and how good my commentary is. But meanwhile, I sound like a clogged drain as I stumble and mumble my way through uh, pop culture quotes. Yeah. And uh, you liked my response. What did you say? I don't remember. <laughs> at least you're telling facts. <laughs> at least I'm telling. Yeah. At least I'm being honest with myself that that I'm not good at what I do. Do you ever. So. Here's a good question. I I think that not to like stroke our own egos because you obviously had other motives, obviously children, family, blah, blah, blah. How much of Mad Bash motivated you to kick this thing's ass to be on? Like, I know that sounds I know that that sounds self gratifying, but it's a legitimate question because we've put a lot into Mad Bash. I mean, if we're going to be honest. Who tried to convince you to bring the podcast studio up? To yeah, my you wanted room. me to come record the podcast in the hospital. Yeah, I wanted to. Like, I was ready to work this whole damn time. Like, we got other projects we're in, involved in that yeah. we're going to keep kayfabe. Yep. And, like, I've been firing on all cylinders in those. 
Yeah. I got booked for a fucking wrestling show while laying in a hospital bed, Dickie. Yep. Like, there's no slowing me down. There really isn't. There really isn't. Like, And when when said booking came up, they were like, they asked me, they contacted me first, and they were like, is Madrox going to be ready? And I said, I don't know. And then I messaged you, and you were like, fuck yes, I'm going to be ready. Come on, let's do it. And then, like... We had an EPW booking literally the first week that you were in the hospital. You still wanted to try to make that booking. Yeah, I wanted to do anything. I wanted to do commentary over Facebook video if I could have. Yeah, like, we there seriously was a small conversation where I was like, could we Zoom him in? Yeah. Could we do it? Um, but you – and then you can go see it on the most recent um, EPW Rise. It's during the – odyssey of the elite championship match you texted me just randomly just, just randomly, randomly. Do- doing commentary Fifteen thousand hanging from the rafters and i look over it like after the match I, I look at colby and i'm like dude that's awesome that he did that and then like i'm backstage i'm talking to other people and i'm like guys madrox texted me comment and they're like did you read it i said fuck yes i did it was <laughs> like, awesome everyone's like oh shit you're crippled you're disabled Fuck that shit. Like, you choose to give up on life. I'm not giving up on life. Like, yeah. I'm not giving up my goals. I'm not giving up anything. Like, the goal right now is two weeks I go back to the surgeon, check everything out. If everything's fine, I go in for surgery number four, which I'm... Which is skin grafts, correct? Yes, yeah, skin grafts. And they're going to take it from my thigh or my ass, depending on which skin's got more oxygen. But I hope to God it's not my ass. Yeah. Like, cause that's going on the bottom of my foot. Could you imagine me stepping on my own ass every day? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, after that, like I've been out for almost a week now. They told me once the skin graft's done, like I'm able to start walking once it sets. Like, so I'm ready to fucking go. Yeah. You were ready to go. Like I said, you didn't even want to stop. I mean, you were wanting to work through all of it. And, um, I almost did bring, podcast equipment up to the hospital but knock wood you got out of the hospital in a timely manner but i called um travis and i was like hey i know that we just had you on for two in a row but if madrox is not ready can you come fill in for him until he's ready and he's like yeah just give me a call and then i had plan b all the way through z of like who i could yeah who i could get a hold of to be like hey because i because you know damn well travis would do it jeff would have done it yeah like, I even think Matt Maverick would have drove up just to do it. Yeah, he would have. We, man, we got to get him on here. We yeah. say it all the time, but I know you're going to hear this, Matt Maverick. We are going to get you on this podcast one day. I promise. Jeff the Ref, too. Jeff the Ref has got to be on here. Hey, There's, buddy, it's Jeff the Ref here. Hey, Jeff the Ref here, bud. Let me tell you one thing about that. Um, So I think another, another topic that I kind of wanted to bring up with this, and I think it's very important. And it's weird how this all ties in because I'm I'm re- I'm reading a book about this currently, and it's a very good book. I know you're not a reader, but it would be one I would try to get you to read because it's a really good one. Let's talk about levity with a situation. Let's talk about not making everything so humdrum. Let's talk about this whole everything is sacred mentality of where you can't joke about that. And that's literally the name of the book. It's written by Kat Timp. It's called, you can't joke about that. And her whole stance in the book is listen, laughter 
and all of that has gotten me through some very rough patches in my life. And, you know, I think at one point you, you told me, you said, I lost my mom, not my sense of humor. Yeah. And I think that that's very important. How for you, how important has levity and comedy and laughing and it's the number one medicine, man. It's gotta be. There's nothing better than sitting around with your friends and just cracking jokes. Like we were over here the other night. It was me, you, and Travis yeah. always when we talk about this. And just we just having a brother session. Just brothering it up. Like it was basically the podcast that we did with him without microphones. And like you even told me you it was were basically a company meeting at the end. Yeah, it turned into a mad bash meeting. Um but you even told me you were like, you have no idea what that did for me. Yeah. Like it really helped you get through mm-hmm. Shot my journaling up and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 and I knew that that would be your answer again is that I think you and I are both very big proponents of, I hate this fucking, everything is sacred mentality. I hate, that you're not allowed to bring levity. I hate that you're not allowed to joke, laugh, ha ha bullshit, dude. Like she even talks about in the book, there's been studies that prove that laughing helps. Absolutely. Like I'm in a wheelchair right now. So you know what the hardest part of eating a vegetable is the wheelchair. Exactly. Like if you can't crack jokes and make fun of yourself and your situation, like you're doing it all wrong. Like, I'm not going to be the person to give up and just lay around and fucking be miserable and die. Like, I've been granted, like, I beat death when I was seven over leukemia. Beat it again with the first bone infection. Beat it again through the first amputation. And then now, like, I've had every fucking thing thrown at me. Like I said, fucking blood clots, infections, skin cancer, every fucking thing. Death cannot stop me. Like, no. So why should I stop myself? Yeah. And that's even, I mean, I think that it's, it's, it's been announced already. Um, so I think that we're okay to talk about this. May 27th, Michael Madrox makes his return to commentary. Yep. And in my hometown. In our hometown. And you know we like i posted on facebook i want everyone there this is not only just a wrestling show it's a celebration of me beating death there's a chip on our shoulder uh and there's motives and there's reasons and there's multiple layers as to why this show is going to be very special and all of that for my personal stake is thrown out the window because you get to come i, I back put it this way there. like with the adrenaline and like Dickie said, the in motive, your soul, something, something Cody Rhodes, not even Cody Rhodes, man, but like, uh, the adrenaline, the motives, the chip, like we're going to eat that chip that night. Yeah. And we're going to make everyone else eat the chips. Like we're coming out there and I know for a fact, it's probably going to be the best commentary we've ever done just for that reason. And that's no knock on commentary that. we've done so far i mean my best commentary was the night that you weren't there it was me and colby it was great but (laughs) no i'm joking um uh no so then let me just you know formally uh say this thank you to hybrid championship wrestling for giving us that Opportunity. opportunity to be able to do that um 
I don't know. And like this kind of ties back into what I talked about earlier. Like I genuinely look at us and like, I don't understand what's so appealing about us. I really don't. Because like I said, I stumble and mumble my way through pop culture references. And, you know, I spent most of one match just talking about Rocky for some reason. I'm so glad I missed that. Oh, it was hilarious. But, you know, apparently we're doing something right. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be special. It's very fulfilling knowing that, like, we're doing something right and we actually have fans from this. I know. Like, from working, it's a different standpoint than commentary. Yeah. Like, I could see why people liked us while we worked. Like, we both were very psychology and storyline driven. Still are. Yeah. But like on commentary, like I wasn't expecting anything, but like the reception we're getting, phenomenal. I love it. I love it. It's great. And that that's why I bring up the point earlier and it wasn't to like disown the other shit, but like how important this podcast, this company was in your road to recovery. Like how how you had that forward in your mind. Yeah, like I'm really looking forward to I was selling tickets to the nurses. Yeah. Like that's something. Mm-hmm. But uh I don't it really could have been any company, but the fact that it's our first time home and how long? For me, five twenty eighteen. So five years. I think I got out the same time you did. Yeah. So yeah. Like that's a big deal for us. Technically it was 2019 because I came back to do one show that was a tribute show for Tolerant Zero, mm-hmm. but I don't count that because that that was a um, spot show. <laughs> I'd have to get on you. I'm pretty sure it's 2018 because all my problems started in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was definitely 2018. And um, to say that they weren't on leaving on the best of terms is an understatement. So... You know, that's why I say chip on the shoulder or whatever. I, I, I just dropped out. Yeah, but all that shit, it, it gets put on the back burner because to me, the most important thing here is that the brother is making it. The brother is kicking this thing's ass. Even with half a foot, you're still kicking this thing's ass. I went from a 13 to a 7CY. Exactly. <laughs> and talk about this too real quick just to get off of here guess who became a sneakerhead recently guess who won a 300 and some dollar pair of jordans the night they had their first surgery and got half their foot chopped off ironically dude it's so weird it's so weird that you're losing feet and you're like i think i'm going to become a sneakerhead now you know the best dress prosthetic in the business absolutely dude absolutely and then it's like rein reinvigorated my love sneaker for sneakers as well my my, my sneakerhead tendencies because I've ordered a couple of pairs recently. You ordered a second pair? Kayfabe. <laughs> but, um, uh oh. <laughs> no, no, I didn't order them. I bought a pair, uh, just to have as like everyday shoes. Oh, I remember. And then I, and now. then I, I ordered, um, uh, the lucky greens. Yeah, the lucky greens, the Jordan, which, I'm hoping that they uh, they haven't been shipped to StockX for authentication yet. I'm a little bit worried. Good news is I got them for under retail, so yeah, those are trending low. The, the those are trending pretty low. We're gonna have to have a sneaker podcast at some point. Christ Absolutely. Almighty. Well, guys, um, I am going to leave you 
with this. Uh, I told you this in the update, and I think that it's going to ring true here, and Madrox is here to actually agree with me. I think one thing that we really want to drive home with all of this is tell your people you love them, get a hold of your people, let them know that you have their back because, you know, I almost lost my best friend and it sucked and it was not fun to say the least. It was very miserable, but he's still alive and well, not maybe kicking, but still he's a pain in your ass, still a pain in my ass. And I get to sit here and record a pod ski with him and it means the world to me. So Madrox, I fucking love you, brother. I love you, Dickie. I'm glad to have you here. Um, I'm not going anywhere, bro. I'm like AIDS. Exactly. I don't know if you want to make that comparison. <laughs> yes, I'm that comparison. So. You can't wipe me out. All right, guys, we're going to start getting out of here, but there is one little small subject that I really want to touch on here. Uh, this is a a plea to you guys in a way. I've seen the numbers of the podcast, and I've noticed that our most listened to platform is Spotify, is where we get our most listens. So to business this up a little bit, if you're listening on Spotify, please, we need the five-star reviews. We need the recommendations. We, But most importantly, the five-star reviews because that's what's going to help grow this podcast. So and I, get us noticed. And get us noticed and get our name out there and more recognition, which at the end of the day is really what we need uh, to grow this podcast. And we... We have to do it with you guys. We need to do it with you guys. And it takes two seconds to review a podcast on Spotify. It don't even need to be Spotify. Just please, your favorite podcast platform, we need the five-star reviews to be completely transparent. That's what grows. You know, I get annoyed just as everyone else does when people on YouTube are like, be sure to like, subscribe, and that's just the business of it. And it worked. That's what we need. That's yep. what we need to grow. So if you really are fans of us and you want to see us continue to grow, please leave those five star reviews. We really need them. Um, that's really all I got. Is there anything else you want to say? Yeah, before I just we get want to throw here? it out there since we handled the whole uh, depression and mental health thing. For the love of God, guys, me and Dickie both are open people. If you're going through something and you need someone to talk to, Reach out to us on our personal Facebook, yeah. Instagrams, or even write the page. One of us will get back to you because we'd rather talk to you than see you suffer. And yeah. And I mean, we're we're not professionals in any stretch of the imagination, but sometimes having someone to talk to really helps. Um, judgment free, too. And we're very judgment free. You know what I mean? Like we we've been there. We we understand what it is like to go through this stuff and. Um, if you like, I to go back on what I said, if you suspect that maybe a friend is going through something, check on your people, get a hold of them and be like, Hey brother, let's go get a cup of coffee or let's go grab a bite to eat. Or it could save someone's life. It really could. And I, I think that we are definitely in a place in our lives now where it's so easy to just not be a piece of shit. Costs zero dollars to be a decent person. It costs zero dollars to just text a friend and say, How are you doing? 
And it also costs zero dollars to give us a five star review. <laughs> I'm joking. I bring again levity to the situation, you guys. But no, all joking aside, seriously, you need anything? We're here for you. Oh, we are the people's company. We got one more thing to say. Oh God, what is it? First person to listen to this and message the page keyword Littlefoot will get a special prize. As long as that person is not Jesse Hart, because <laughs> you know it's going to be Jesse Hart. Yeah, Jesse, you can't win twice in a row, buddy. <laughs> he's another one that we really want to get on here i think that would be a lot of fun but um all right guys keyword littlefoot for the man that is currently kicking death's ass in a three stages of hell match michael madrox we're in an iron man match at this point baby you're in an iron man match you're in like a fucking two hour iron man (laughs) match but anyway for michael madrox i have been dickie wabash and we will see you guys next time love you Bye. <laughs>